welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melana Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach. I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical, spiritual perspective, and I empower them to take their authority. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you for taking the time. If you haven't joined my Facebook page, please go over and check us out at Fostering the Inner Child. I would love to have you. So before I start, I always have to throw my disclaimer. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I am not a doctor. And my podcasts are just here to help you um, have a better understanding. But I would never in any way give any kind of medical advice, nor will I try to tell you to take your children or yourself off any medications whatsoever. Okay, so... This week's discussion is something I want to touch on a couple weeks ago, but the Lord had other plans, and that's okay, because it's not really my podcast. It's really His. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about identity loss uh, in our children today, and I did, upon doing my research before I um, decided to do this podcast about this, I found that, uh, according to Psychology Today, there's about 45% of our children that struggle with related to identity loss. And about 15 to 20% of that, 45% is directly related to some kind of um, trauma, such as neglect, abuse, uh, psychological trauma, and emotional abuse. When I read that, I thought that was nuts. Almost half of our children feel the need they need to change who they are. The devil is really out to steal the identity of our children because he knows that without without them knowing who they are in Christ, he can create a double-mindedness in the strongholds. It's not just it's not just trauma. Identity loss also happens with the the shows our kids are watching. I'm sure you've heard about Disney, but it's not just Disney. It's, it's, it's shows like anime as well. Let me tell you a quick true story um, about this little girl. She was right around the age of about to hit puberty. And I do talk about this in my, in my course, Reclaiming the Inner Child. But this little girl's parents um, allowed her to watch a lot of anime. Now, the parents were, when I talked to the parents, the parents were on the fence about anime and not really sure if they should even be allowing their child to watch it because there are boundaries, you know, with anime. There's, you know, it can get, it can get wild. I've, I've heard that there's even pornography in anime and I, I'm, I wouldn't know, but, uh, <laughs> well, um, but the parents did ask somebody they that that they were close to they had received christian ment- mentorship from if anime was evil they were assured that the that anime wasn't evil but to be cautious because some of the anime can be explicit the parents allowed you know the little girl to watch it and slowly they started seeing a change in their daughter the the little girl would talk about one of the characters in the show and how much she liked him. She she talked about this character consistently. Like, I'm telling you, like, the parents said that their daughter, that's all she talked about, was this one anime 
I, I really don't remember which one. I don't really keep track of um, anime shows, but this certain character that that's all she could ever talk about with her parents. Nothing else mattered. It was she was completely absorbed into this show and this character. And she, th- this little girl went and told her her mom and dad that she wanted to become just like that anime character. It was soon after she, like, almost like came out in in a sense. Um, she she began crying and saying, "I don't want to be a girl, but I don't want to be a boy either." And she said she was crying. Her mom said she was just crying and crying and crying. And she said, I want to be non-binary. Parents didn't even know what to do. They, they, were, they said they were just, like, stunned. Like, where did this come from? Like, you're not even a teenager yet, and you haven't even been through puberty yet, and you're saying this. And the parents had no idea what to say. They didn't even know what non-binary was. I mean, was this, like, this was a thing? Like... This was a few years ago. This was not recently. So, you know, I didn't know that it's gotten crazy with the gender thing going on nowadays for sure. Um, But they were literally blown away by what their daughter had just said. It became an even bigger mess when she went to school because the school got involved. Because this little girl in particular attended a, a Christian private school. So the change that they were seeing was alarming to them. But the, but the parents realized that the negative influence of a seemingly harmless show had taken had completely changed their daughter, and now it was time to wage war against the enemy for their daughter's identity. Like I said, that was a few years ago, and now this little girl is much older. Um, you know, she's beautiful. She's accepting herself as a child of God, and embracing her identity as a girl. When I even talked to her, and she, when I asked her, I said, so, you know, things have changed since you were that little girl, and now you're, you know, you're almost a grown woman, and um, what made you change? Like, why, what, what really, what really stuck out? Like, what made you change? And she said that, <clears throat> she, excuse me, she, uh, she said that, the world was pushing this and she realized that this was not who she was and that she was a beautiful woman and she loves herself and, and that, that she felt that the world was trying to push these things on children, that they should, you know, change their, change themselves to fit certain standards. But, like I said, she's a beautiful young woman now. Um, She does well in school and all the, you know, but it took time because the parents had to take the relational authority and they had to go to battle, you know, with prayer and fasting and just taking their authority back over their child. And also, you know, having scriptures. You know, I, I discussed this in a podcast prior, you know, you know, decreeing scriptures over your children, you know, it's a very important thing because the world is this nasty place and the devil is as sly as he can be because he targets our kids and he knows that if he can make our children forget who they are in Christ, he can create a stronghold and a stronghold that allows more demons to enter as the child grows older and believes more things that are not of God. 
I recently found this out, and I was just really applauded by it, um, that there are a few states here in the United States that actually allow parents to choose neutral option instead of checking off a male or female. Parents are actually putting an X in the box. Like, what is that? <laughs> I believe the states that are allowing this were, um, it was California, Colorado, New Jersey, Oregon, Washington, and the D District of Columbia. Now, just listen, because it gets, it gets even worse, okay? <laughs> so the parents are not able to put the X on the birth certificate at birth, but only when the child is old enough to choose if they want to be male, female, or neither. Okay, here's the kicker. According to the Mayo Clinic, this child can determine whether they want to be a boy or a girl by the age of 18 to 24 months. That is insane. That is insane. You're going to allow an 18 to 24 month old child to determine whether or not they're a boy or a girl. Mm -mm. Oh, my word. At the age of 24, think about this. At the age of 24 months, a toddler's brain is barely beginning to understand basic cause and effect in relationships. And their understanding is based on what they can see and what they can touch. They have no idea of the functionality of what a boy or a girl is till much later in life, like, like puberty. <laughs> There's just no way for a child at this age to determine their sexuality. Oh my, what the world is teaching and preaching is absurd and it's ruining our kids' little souls. All these kids coming out as non-binary, gay, lesbian, all of these labels are that these kids are trying to find something more. They know that there is something more, but they don't know what it is because they have lost their identity. I personally know a man, and I've known him for, gosh, I pretty much like 20 years or so, probably longer than that. Um, he's in his 70s. And he said, as a little child, his father would call him names. And I'm only going to spell this word because I will not say it because I don't believe that, you know, that nasty words should come, ever come out of our mouths. But his, he said his father called him an F-A-G-G-O-T and that he was a little girl. And he said he called him that all his life. And so when he got to be in his teens, his father had spoken these were curses over him, because remember, mom and dad have relation authority. You can either speak curses or you can speak blessings over your children. Okay? So his dad had been telling him this all of his life. It's from a from a little child. So much that he never felt like a man, he said. He never felt like he was accepted. He he lost his true identity. And when he became an adult, he became what was spoken over him. That's, that's, that's just how relational authority works. Bless or curses your children. Especially dad, because dad is head of household, you know. And it, it, he spoke these word curses over him so much to the point of 
this man accepting this, okay, there's the point of legality comes in. He, he, the man accepted that the, he was, he was, you know, that F-A-G-G-O-T, and that he was a little girl. And so that's what he became because he accepted that. And the devil got his stronghold, got his right on him, and came in the second that his mind said, okay, I come in an agreement with this. <clears throat> so do not hear what I'm not saying, though. I love all people. I love all races, all genders, everyone. I'm not saying that gays and lesbians are any part of the LGBTQ plus is demonically oppressed or possessed. What I am saying that there have been deliverances in some cases, and the majority of time these individuals would say they were trying to find themselves. There again, loss of identity, not knowing who they are and want to be accepted or find acceptance. When I say oppression could be a part of child's reasoning to want to transition, while other times it is the influence of the world making them think they need to change. And once we get these kids to understand and realize who they are in Christ, all of that infiltration of the world goes away and they begin to accept themselves for who they truly are. Once a child, like the story I told you about the man in the 70s, once a child believes in his own heart, what is being told to them is true and acceptance it, and accepts it, I'm sorry, that, that's when legal strongholds come in and takes fruit. We got to be really careful what we speak over our children. You know, we want to speak life. We want to speak wholeness. We want to speak health. We want to speak, you know, everything good. And we try to, we try, we need to try not to say anything that is bad, even when we're angry, because sometimes when we're angry, I understand it as a parent. Sometimes we just want to just yell and scream and <laughs> say all the wrong things at all the wrong times. And there's other times that there is an oppression. Example of this is a mom who gets pregnant. And for the, for the first 16 weeks, she is so excited because she just knows in her heart that this baby's going to be a girl. She talks to the baby like they're a girl. She has bought a little girl outfit or two. Then she goes into the doctor's office and has an ultrasound to find that what she thought was a little girl was actually a little boy. Mom actually feels heartbroken because she always wanted a little girl. And even for a moment, she might even feel a little bit of rejection towards that little boy. As, as, um, as us moms know that what does the doctor tell us when we're pregnant? Don't stress. You know, the baby feels everything that you feel. Okay? So at that very moment that mom maybe felt that sense of rejection towards that, their, that baby boy, at that very moment mom feels this about her baby and her emotions and all this happened in response, a spirit of rejection comes in and a spirit of double minuses comes in, causing the child to be confused about who they are gender-wise at a very young age. Now, if we read in, in 
James 1, 7 through 8 states that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It's like saying, I got saved today, but will I really go to heaven? You see, that's double-mindedness. Because if you're saved, you know that you will be going to heaven. And it's not just, it's not just social media getting in the heads of our kids, but now public schools are. And I'm sure you've probably heard this already. But right now in California and New Jersey, there are two public schools. You probably, like I said, I've already heard. But they are illegally trying to help our children transition if they want to. And all of this without, without the parents even knowing. The real kicker was that the schools were saying the children were not safe with their parents because the parents wouldn't know how to handle the transition. So the parents didn't need to know that they were transitioning at school. I don't know about you guys, but that made me very angry to think that a school could be illegally administrating transitional drugs to my kids, and I wouldn't even know it. That's nuts. I mean, the devil's working OT because it's in the last days. We are in the last days, so he's got to work overtime. Social media is another big outlet like TikTok. Oh, my goodness. I love TikTok. Don't get me wrong, guys. Don't hate on me. (laughs) But when your algorithm is fine, TikTok's fun to be on. But as children, you know... You're just scrolling through and, and clicking on everything. And basically your algorithm just gets all messed up. And they'll kids end up on, you know, like, for example, they clicked on something that had to do with, um, you know, being non-binary. And then all of a sudden it just keeps coming up in the feed. And so social media is actually, you know, it's pounding it in the child's head. The child's sitting there for hours on end and, and listening to this, you know. And some parents don't allow their kids to be on TikTok. And that is probably a good thing, okay? Because when you're watching hours upon hours of the same content, it's slowly conditioning that child to whatever the world's telling them them to be or worse, do. (laughs) Because you know there's some dangerous things that kids do on TikTok for challenges. It's, yeah. So how do we break these strongholds? How do we protect our children? It's not like we can hide them from the world. That, that in itself is, wouldn't be good. I mean, then when they get older, they don't know how to handle things. And I've known a few parents that, um, that do that. Where I, Actually, I know a parent that has a 16-year-old that won't even let them watch um, like dinosaur movie or anything. They, she's 16 years old, and she can only watch Dora the Explorer. Um, <laughs> that's just a little too far out there. Um, but the first thing I would do is install an app called Bark. Okay, I love it. It's only three ninety nine a month. Actually, I'm not quite sure. I, mm, I might be wrong about that. Uh, I'll, I'll have to check that out because um, I've been using it for so for like for two or three years now. So I, it just kind of automatically comes out of my bank. So I, I don't even remember if it was three ninety nine or not. It might be a little bit more than that. Um, but I use this app on all my kids' devices, and I can monitor what they're watching on this app. It gives me the ability to watch whatever they have watched, 
and determine if I want it to be blocked. It also allows for you to see if they have watched anything with violence, you know, etc. It's a really good app to keep in control of what they're watching. And actually, schools use this app. I'm not for certain about public schools using this app, but I do know a lot of private schools use this app. Um, private Christian schools, that is. Um, secondly, I would find some Bible verses about identity, and then both of you read it out loud daily. One Bible verse a week. Super simple, but super powerful. You carry power when you speak out loud. So this is why I emphasize on the importance of speaking the verses out loud. The Bible says that in Proverbs 18.21, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And in John 8.31, Jesus says that if you will abide in the word of God and know the truth that is written, that it will set you free. The more truth about their identity from the Bible spoken out loud will set them free. It will break strongholds, okay? Super important. And also, most parents do, but prayers at night, always prayers at night. Let have your children get in the habit, a routine of praying. I, I, uh, I have a small little note card and I just have a simple little prayer that me and my, my, my youngest go over. And my oldest is, she kind of does hers on her own because she's older. But super important, super important. We've got to cover all areas because, um, you know, the devil lurks. He's, at, he's watching us at every move we make. <clears throat> and, you know, so very important. But before I end today's episode, I'd like to pray with you today for you and for your children. So, Father God, I come into agreement with this parent or guardian regarding their children, that their children be covered with the blood of Jesus against the dark forces that are work against them. And we ask that any double-mindedness be broken right now in the name of Jesus. We break any spirit of rejection that these children might be feeling that created strongholds. And we cast it out in the name of Jesus. The devil has no place on what belongs to you, Father God. And these children belong to you in Jesus' name. We ask that, that the, the right friends come into our children's life. And we ask that all the wrong friends be removed in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I just lift up this mom, dad, or guardian. I ask you to give them strength, withstanding, I mean, understanding, wisdom, and discernment regarding their children and the path that they should take. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Amen. Okay, guys. So that's it for this episode. If you'd like to learn more, you can head over to fosteringtheinnerchild.com and pick up my free book because it is free. Okay. And I also have a 14 week course where I go much deeper than I do in these podcasts. Where you're going to learn a lot, probably a lot of things you didn't know. You can also email me at fosteringtheinnerchild.com. Until then, I will talk to you next week on Fostering the Inner Child Podcast. Blessings.